0: All right. Hey, 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 check one. Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the Summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days. I'm your host, Arch Madness. Season two episode one uh, great to be back i mean it's a cold one cold one tonight on the summit yeah here in uh, just outside of columbus single digits with the wind it's with the get with the wind gusting so that's what they're saying single digits with the wind gusting out there but i got my insulator on my bibs on paint terra is cranked also got a shot of metallica's blackened whiskey by my side Give a little shot of that right now i don't know if you've tried this or not this is a. Uh, Got to have a quick move. Mm. Oh, that is it, that blackened that blackened whiskey. It's damn good. I'm I'm digging it. Uh, we're we're gonna kick off. The, I'm not looking to for like a sponsorship or anything. I'm just I'm just saying, just saying. I'm digging it. Uh, we're gonna kick off the new season the right way too. Uh, later on in the program, I'm gonna have the latest Garage Days weekly top ten. All over the place uh, during my Christmas vacay, you know, vacation dad. Oof. We were listening. I hear the plane. Just move along. During my Christmas vacation, listening to all kinds of, of crazy stuff here in the garage. And, and the top 10 is gonna reflect that. But my first guest this year, absolute no-brainer on who it had to be, my main man, Chip is enough Now, Enough's Enough had some new releases towards the end of the year. I'll hit him up on those 2022 tour plans, of course. I mean, it feels like it's getting weird again out there, but I don't know. So, I mean, Chip is always a calming voice, a voice of reason. Probably talk about trim too, <laughs> right? It's Chip, man. So I'm calling him. So let's not waste any more time. Chip's enough. How are you, my man?
1: Very good for my age. Uh, feeling real good about what 2022 has to offer, which is Hard rock concerts and promiscuity and substance abuse. (laughs) Chip, uh, how was
0: your holidays, man? How was your New Year? Now, you guys, you gigged, didn't you?
1: Yeah, we had uh, shows uh, all through December, actually. Mostly weekend warrior stuff. If anybody out there doesn't know what that is, that means uh, getting on the bus Thursday, playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then coming back home. And uh, it was really successful, especially on New Year's where we played a huge gig in Hobart, Indiana, at the Hobart Theater. And then we went right over to Cincinnati and played another sold-out show on the first. So it was great. And I'm getting gear enough right now. The band, Enough's Enough, is playing uh, tomorrow at Live Wire in Chicago. And then uh, we're doing Friday because Thursday sold out. And then Saturday, we have a huge gig. We're in the Forge in Joliet. For, it's called Back to Blue. It's for all the police. It's a big memorial for the police department and that's sold out too so pretty excited about what's happening and don't forget sunday in kansas city where moses left his sandals and we'll be playing a show out there at the scene so we're trying to stay as busy as possible while we have why we're uh, navigating this new record that we just released which is called hard rock night
0: chip i i uh yeah and i texted beasley i think it was yesterday and said hey man i'm gonna talk to chip tomorrow he's like yeah i'm flying out uh, they go, we got some gigs and stuff, so well, cool, man. That's good. Now, dude, Chip and I want to talk about Hard Rock night, and and quite honestly, as a, as a lifelong enoughs enough fan, I, I want to talk about never enough, the rarities and demos as well. But how, how, what's your before we even get into all that? What's what's your read? You talked about going on the road and stuff. I don't know what it's like in Illinois, but it, it's it's getting a little squirrely here in, in Ohio, man. And I'm just I'm curious. Is it getting to a point, Chip? And you got to be—I, I, you know—I don't want to go down that road too much. But is it getting to the point where the artists who want to go out are going to go out, and the
1: ones who don't, don't, right? That's simply, that's it. That's all it is. Right? I mean, right, and that's cool, man. That's look, America. Year, Do your thing. Last year we had Dirty Honey going out with with uh, the Black Crows. That was very successful. Mm-hmm. Really good tour. Enough enough. And Faster Pussycat can hit the road. Ugh. He had he had uh, Megadeth was out with uh, Lamb of God. And the list goes on and on. Dead daisies, stones, of Dead course. daisies, so the, big, the
0: Stones. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. the
1: big the big shows were happening. The middle of the road shows, like we were on, those were all well attended and jam packed because of we're playing. We're not doing stadiums and sheds, but you play a 500 to a thousand seater, and it's sold out. Guess what? Everybody's really happy about that. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're from. So I think it was a successful run last year. We were the human guinea pigs, actually in 2020 you guys were that, that tour with that faster tour. pussycat oh and my god a lot of bands yeah a lot of the agents were looking to see how the faster pussycat enough's enough straight on of quarantine run would do and it did very well and then bands started all the agencies started getting together and putting everybody out there la guns Doc, and uh, winger and uh etc and so and now i see really things are opening up already in january uh a huge festival that's happening out in florida it's called rock island fest and that's like the new lady little baby hard rock lollapalooza where you got brent michaels along with cheap trick and winger and uh, of course enough snuff will be out there as well as skid row and jackal and uh lita ford it's a it's really a jam-packed with great hard rock and heavy metal bands and you know, that's a state out there that are pretty lackadaisical. They're wide open. They want, to, they want to see life move forward like most of us do. And uh, I think that uh, we're going to have to navigate these waters a little bit longer until we find a way where we can all get on the same page.
0: You know, Chip, you were one of the first cats. Uh, I, I remember telling me last year, almost this time, saying, dude, stadium tour, it's not happening. <laughs> Settle down, Arch. You know, it's not. it's, well, it's not because and- –
1: uh, yeah, because my, my old managers, they run a production company called Nighthawk. It used to be called Nocturne. It was owned by Herbie Herbert, who managed Journey. And they do all the big shows, the Stones, Paul McCartney, little Lady Gaga, uh the, the list goes on it was just uh, so many great bands and they just told me they said look it's it's everybody's waiting to make sure that things are safe out there which is totally understandable right but i get it now with the, now with the new stuff that's happening out there uh people are i think i get a little bit uh, cold feet they want to go out and see the shows and it's not as bad as it was last year i think that we're going to be able to get through this uh just everybody's got to have respect for each other and That's the most important thing. Have love and respect for each other and empathy and things are going to be fine. Hard rock and heavy metal is not going away. People want to see those shows and there's not many bands out there that I know of that can go out there and, and and play huge festivals without a problem and sell tickets. Uh, People still love that kind of music. So, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, old time will tell exactly what's going to happen, but I'm seeing big shows coming up this year, guys. And one of them, obviously, is a stadium tour with Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Jones, Yet and the Blackhearts, and Classless Act. That's going to be a huge one because you're, you're talking 40,000, 50,000 punters in the same place, and it's mostly outdoors. I think when it comes to concerts, you're going to see wide open for outdoor And then the indoor stuff, there'll be a few little mandates going on where people have to show either a vaccination or a proof of a a test. Uh, But you're going to see shows. They're not going to stop. you kidding me? Our voices are bigger (laughs) than anybody else. And and the government knows that. And they're going to have to abide by it and let us do our shows. You can't question a show that's... uh, Having a 500 or 1,000 people, or you know, for instance, Alice Cooper and and Ace Frehley are going out next year. They did they did a bunch of stuff this year, and they're doing four or five thousand seaters. That shouldn't be a problem when you can have the Ohio State football game with Michigan play, playing. <laughs> that's for, too soon, Chip. Uh, I don't want to talk about that game. People show too up. soon.
0: Yeah, too soon. I don't want to talk about that game right now, Chip. Uh it. Okay. One more thing on this on this tip here, because I know you'll you'll give me your your opinion, and I wonder if the if they correlate at all with bands going out on the road, and that's everyone selling their their catalogs, Chip. And 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 quite honestly, you know, we talk about Motley Crue; they sold theirs. I just wonder, and, and the ZZ Top. It seemed like ZZ Top got lowballed. It was like fifty million for ZZ Top's catalog. It's like, mm, I don't know about that. I mean, is that like, does that have any? Is there a correlation there with, like, look, man, they're trying to recoup some of the money they didn't get on the road. Or what's your take on that? Have you noticed all these all these bands selling their catalogs?
1: Well, I see Hypnosis is buying a lot of stuff, and it's a big company with uh, Merck, who used to mm-hmm, manage Guns mm-hmm. N' Roses. And, uh, you know, me, Fleetwood Mac just sold their stuff. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan did his stuff. Journey got $150 million for their catalog. When you got bands like that that have left that much of an indelible mark around the country and sold hundreds of millions of records, it's pretty easy to put a deal together like that. And, and I think the future is going to be everything underneath one moniker, underneath one umbrella or two umbrellas. I think Worldwide has a company, too. The guys at Metallica, they're buying a publishing, too. Oh That's man. just the wave of the future. Yeah, and these I get guys, it. And, the, and, and a lot of these bands realize that, look, I'm, I'm I'm in my 70s. I'm older than Moose Pikachu. It's time to get <laughs> out there and, and sell our stuff and make sure my family's okay. I, I understand it. Uh, and I think other bands are looking at it and they're going, well, there's a value to everybody's catalog of music out there. And God bless them. They can find the right company on. that's going to buy, hey, buy their songs up because uh, the new generation will be able to record and, and play those songs and go out live as well. I think the next one you'll see that's biggest kiss. They sell everything. The caskets.
0: Do you think they'll tour down. without you think when Gene and Paul go, do you think? And I, I've had the discussion on this show. I had a buddy who's a big Rolling Stones fan. He was on. And he said, look, man, if Keith dies, Mick's still going to bring the Stones out. And, I was, and it floored me. Do you think, and it almost seems like uh, that Paul and Gene have already kind of set it in motion,
1: that Kiss is going to continue when they're long gone. Well, look, you got Evan Stanley, Paul's son, who I played with at mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Rock Cruise. He sat in with enough stuff and played a couple songs. He's a fabulous singer and guitar player. He could do that gig for sure with the makeup on and look like a young Paul. No doubt about it. And then, of course, uh, Gene's son, he's a fabulous musician himself. Is as he? Well, Okay. Yeah, he's really a really good singer, uh, and, I, and he can play bass and songs at heart. They're not difficult. I think those guys could do it. If they were going to do it, uh, those are the two guys I would put in, in, the, in the front. A car is built and designed for a front seat. It was front seat and the back seat, and I see the Stanley Simmons brothers sitting in front seat <laughs> in the future <laughs> of Kiss driving the vehicle. Fair enough.
0: Right on, man. I knew you'd shoot it straight. Hey, Chip. So uh, before we get into the uh, and I want to talk about the the releases towards the last third of last year. But I, you know, I think we talked about it last time. Twenty twenties, uh, brainwashed generation. There was, you know, I went back and was listening to that uh, over the holidays. I'm like, man, there's some great tracks on there. I mean, with Broken Love and uh, there were some great songs on that release as well, Chip. Come on,
1: I got Mike Portnoy playing on uh, "It's All in Vain." Yeah. Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater, Winery Dogs playing with Enough's Enough, a fabulous drummer. He brought out his old Ringo drum set and played drums on that track, one take, by the way. And then I went over and I said, you know what? I'm going to get Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick to come in and play on a bunch of songs as well. I thought it'd only be fitting to get some good names in there. And uh, that record did really well for us. and came out in July of last year. And then right on the heels of that, we started putting out more music. Do we followed it with the box set. Which is called Rarities, Demos and Rarities.
0: I want to go Four. into that, Chip. I want to, I want to, let's one at a time, because I, I really, I want to give that its just due as well, especially uh, for, for the diehard fans. That was an amazing gift. Let's, I promise, we'll, we'll get to that. Let Hard Rock Night, and speaking to the fans, we know why you did that record, but Chip's enough. Why did you do that record? Uh,
1: it was uh, a cleansing of the soul. For years, Paul McCartney invited my, invented my job, as far as I'm concerned. And there's not many bands that went out and did a whole Beatle record. I know that the the, uh, the Cheap Trick did a residency over in Vegas and put out some Beatle songs. And I know that Smithereens did that, too. The late, great, Pat Tenenzio, God, I miss him. I what do, a too. Fabulous what, a, what a talent. Singer, song, Eleven. Yeah, Still one of my favorite records. Of, uh, Smithereens, what a great yep. band. Uh, they did some stuff, as well. And I know that other bands have covered, like Sticks. Where they've covered you know, um, uh, you know like maybe uh uh early beatles stuff i think they did um i am the walrus and yeah 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 uh, they did Mo- Rabbis, yes Mo- yeah and motley crew did uh helter skelter uh, skelter yep. but i don't know any bands that did a whole studio record of all beatles songs played like uh, you know a modern day version of it, a hard rock version of it with through marshalls and and Mesa boogie amplifiers and big drums and big bass guitar and just bashed it out live in the studio there's that's pretty rare so it, i think it was just a, it made a matter of time we've always wore our influences probably on our sleeve and enough snuff loves beatles and we were we we're lucky enough and we have some good friends in the business where we got permission and, and got the licensing to, to record those songs and put them out and frontiers records which is a good label lover and in Italy, they said, uh, "Hey, we love the record. We want to put it out there, guys." So, uh, we now we've done that, and we we have two projects now. We have Enoughs Enough, of course, which is we've been going forever. We had twenty something records out, and now we have this new project called The Beatles Rock Show. So, when we play that record in its entirety, we call it The Beatles Rock Show, and that's what the the, the new audiences out there that may never heard of Enoughs Enough, but they go come out and see The Beatles Rock Show, and they go, "Wow." We love these guys these songs are great they're iconic and we covered some really good ones on there we we did a lot of the beetle older beatles stuff it was all from 1967 up nothing below that and we did a couple of covers too we went over to the shea fish record and, and covered cold turkey and we did a, i was gonna say uh, paul, Ch- yeah paul, paul mccartney in the wings the first thing jet called jet yeah hey, chip uh, let's we, I, we did some good stuff there I, i'm really proud of the record and so is the band and i see us in 2022 Going out and playing uh, those uh, that records in its entirety with a couple extra Beatles songs as well.
0: I I really like the other like you just mentioned. You did you did Beatle tunes, but you also did some McCartney. You did some some Lennon solo. Uh, Cold Turkey that's one of my favorite tracks on the record. I texted you that right when I first got the record. I was like, I really really like Cold Turkey. Uh, it's it, what a fun album to make, man. And like you said, to, to put it behind some Marshalls, that's uh, that's a fun way to do the Beatles, man.
1: I went, on the, I went on the Beatles rock show. It's called, it called the Beatle Channel on Sirius XM. Oh, yeah. They don't have, they never have bands on there like that. And they had us on there for a good half hour. They played three songs off the record. I was in belief blown away at the, the resilience of these stations that will take a chance on bands like us and play some of the new material. Uh, I think that it really opens up a whole no- different avenue for enough snuff as far as a band goes. And, you know, the Beatles songs, when they were, back in 67, the Beatles, they were hanging out with them, Maharishnu, and they were going over to India and recording songs. They all came back with songs. I think John Lennon had, uh, he wrote like seven or eight songs. McCartney had the same thing. George had a bunch of songs. Ringo had a few songs. And they went in the studio and started recording these these iconic tunes and I wanted to hear, I thought we, we did a reinterpretation of those songs. We're not a cover band. We're not a, we're not a tribute band. Uh, but I thought out of respect for our, uh, our peers out there, it's the only thing to do that, those songs and put them out there and go play them. And, folks, when you hear these, when you hear Eleanor Rigby or you hear back in the USSR Helter Skelter, it's a real rock band at the end of the day. We bashed those songs out. We used all the old analog equipment. It's a, it's a rock-solid record.
0: Uh, and Chip, uh, you know, I told my boys for Christmas, I got them Disney Plus and I told them that it was for the Mandalorian, but it was for the old man to late at night when everybody went to bed to watch, you know, get back. I don't know if you've seen any of that shit, but it was, it's, it's, uh, it's for diehards only. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it, it's lengthy and there's, yeah, just a, there's a lot of downtime, but oh my God, man, from a creative standpoint, it's, it's like watching ideas. It's like watching Picasso paint i mean it was, no, it, Pete, was
1: yeah. uh. it was yeah it was, it was a fantastic display of musicianship and songwriting peter jackson did a fantastic job on the documentary and it shows the band uh, uh exposing their warts and yeah. scars and tattoos of what they do for a living and boy what a juggernaut and i just read a thing recently where people were saying the majority of the audience has been watching get back are 55 and older that's not true <laughs> no because i was in the studio in chicago at a place called Stonecutters, and there was a couple of young bands that were in there recording music, and everybody was sitting around the, the TV set watching the, the documentaries, and they were blown away by it. The young generation loves the Beatles. The ones that recognize them right now realize that this is a great rock band. Those songs are timeless.
0: Chip, when he pulls, when, when Paul comes in that morning, that was the best, right? When they first would get in, and he works through Get Back, which is Ringo and George sitting there, and he's in a, you, you watch it, it's just it comes from you can just watch it come from god to him i mean it's amazing to watch that take place
1: yep and that's the that's the approach we took on this record too i didn't want to punch in lines and do a studio record where you know i was working with i worked with some rap guys a while ago i uh, kanye west and malik Yosef and twista and those cats they do all that stuff in like a couple of takes yeah. they're not punching in anything those right. guys are real they got some skill and it's the same approach with rock bands out there. I like to go in the studio and bash out the songs and sing them all the way through and then see how, where everything sits after that. And that's what we did in this record. And there's a little technology There's so Obviously, we did some overdubs on some harmonies and a few little uh, double guitars. Uh, but for the most part, it's a band that gets in the studio with a lot of experience and bashes out the songs like a real rock band's supposed to do.
0: Hey, before we get to Never Enough and the rarities and demos, uh, for those who haven't seen Enough's Enough in the last few years, uh, you got the group you have right now, Chip, and when you guys do Magical Mystery Tour, a lot of times, and I saw you a couple times where you kind of opened up with that, my God, I mean, that is <laughs> that really sets you up for a nice evening. Yeah, I got a, I
1: got a solid band. I got, uh, I got Tony Fennel playing guitar with us. Tony used to be the lead singer of a band called Ultravox and a uh, fabulous singer-songwriter. He's from Birmingham, England. He grew up with the guys of Black Sabbath. He's got great stories. He's a wonderful musician. I got Tory Reagan playing guitar. He's like a little baby George Harrison. You know he's how I feel about him, player. man. Yeah, he's yeah, really can sing his top ass Top of off the food too. chain. And I and I got Daniel Benjamin Hill playing drums and that guy's a six-trick pony. It's a formidable team. There's not about that and they believe in the legacy of enoughs enough. 20 something records out. think the proof is in the pudding. It's a real rock band. The average life expectancy of most bands is three, four, or five years. To still be going all these years is really special. And when people come out and see the band, they're blown away. They really are. And uh, I think the 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 future holds a lot of good cards for us. Wonderful opportunities out there. And I think we've oversaturated the market in the last year with putting out all these records. But <laughs> the, the diehard fans love it. Yeah. They want to hear new music all the time.
0: Before I cut you loose, let's talk about. Uh, the, all that extra stuff i want to know how you came to to putting that together and i'm talking about never enough the rarities and, and the demos this is something that rock fans will love but but for the diehard fans chip you know and we're talking about three a three disc box set folks 40 songs and the way you guys have them organized uh, each th- all three of the disc they're labeled as far as where they were recorded or, or that's the the impression i got if you could talk about that and there's I mean, that's just, man, thank you. You know what I mean? If I saw Donnie, I would thank him for that. I'm glad you guys got that together and were able to do that because that's a really special box set, especially for Die Hard, Enough's Enough fans.
1: I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Gee, I got a I got a telephone call from a guy named Brian Pereira. He runs a label called Cleopatra out of Los Angeles. They're also in Austin, Texas, too. Fabulous label. They have hundreds of bands on their roster. And he asked me if I had any old material that I wanted, would be interested in releasing, and I had all these demos I saved from years of working. And uh, the reason those songs and uh, those records are put together chronologically is that's how we record them. You know, Mark McNulty's Grandma's Basement, 2231 Prairie was another place where I lived where we recorded a lot of this stuff, and then of course Longwood Drive where I used to live in Beverly, Beverly Hills, Illinois, and we record those records. Not much overdubs. Some of the stuff was just Donnie and myself where I'm playing drums. We had a four-track Fostex. And we just went in the studio and we were writing machines back then. And there was plenty of stuff to write about. There's was certainly a lot of subject matter at that time. We were living in an apartment in Blue Island for a little while and we had no electricity. We snuck into the cords through the hallway and put them into the light socket. And then when electricity <laughs> would go on in the morning, we'd have, we'd have electric so we can record from... Eleven o'clock in the morning to midnight, and then the lights would shut off. We had no money at all, whatsoever. We recorded all those songs on no budget. And then when we got, a, when we were signed, when Doc McGee recognizes Doc McGee, the manager of Kiss, he discovered the band Lake Geneva through my manager Bob Brigham. Skid Row was recording their record at a place called Raw Recorders. Uh, he was smart enough to have us go in there and, uh, and start recording the debut record. And all those songs sat. We never did anything with them. And I had I had everything in the vault. So when Cleopatra came to me, and said, yeah, give me a little older material. So well, we got these old demos, um, why don't I go back in the studio and clean it up? And at first, I didn't want to do anything. He didn't want anything to do with it. He says, those songs don't need to be heard by anybody. And I said, look. Songs are like embryos. It's the beginning of a relationship. Maybe it's smart if we go in there, just clean up the tracks a little bit. No overdubs because everything was on, was on two track. But why don't we just go in there and see if we can clean up the recordings a little bit, make them sound a little bit more colorful, and then uh, we'll give them, and see what the label thinks of it after we master it. And then Donnie heard it after that because I put it all together. I put the, bo- the box set together with Brian Pereira. I did the liner notes. I went and got our old photographer guys who uh, were who fantastic, who had old pictures of the band in the early days. And we put that whole thing together in about a month. And when I gave it to the label, uh, they said, we love it. And I went back to Donnie. and said, listen, the label loves this stuff. Let me send you a copy of it and see what you think. And his first words were, you know what's got a good energy to it? Um, what are they paying us? And that was it. And that <laughs> uh, was right, right in the middle of uh, the, it was right in the middle of the whole shutdown. So uh, we had no choice. It was either we right put on. out there and and, and, and and wet our beaks a little bit, or we can just like let the records just sit and those songs never be heard by the fans. So no, thank you, I'm glad that I'm glad that we were able to agree upon that and and put yeah. together that whole record, forty songs, all unreleased material. And the, the, any of the diehard fans, or any of the fans that never heard of Enough Stuff before, will be pleasantly surprised when they hear those songs because great stuff. It's got That's, a great, it's got a great energy to it.
0: It does, and it captures. I, I can, I can hear different records down the road when I hear those songs. And I don't know. It's just cool. It's really, really cool. If if you're if you've never heard of Enoughs Enough, you'll dig it. And if you're a fan, my goodness, it's 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 a must-have, Chip.
1: And you can get and what's great is where we have all of our catalog materials underneath one umbrella in other words all the early enough snuff records like the first 14 records are all under cleopatra so it's really easy to navigate the catalog we got honest guys that'll help us we can get those songs out that we can have sell them at the shows where you couldn't do years ago because Record stores didn't want you to sell the records at the show at the shows because it, it was a conflict of interest to in them because they wanted to make the money. So nowadays bands can go out and can make a record and we can just sell them at the concerts and the fans love it because if you go to a record store you're not going to get a signed copy of a record. The fans get a chance to see you, they get buy the records, they hang out with the fans. It's a real personal relationship which I think is what we're going back to nowadays it's it's the wave of the future
0: feels like so we way. find
1: another way to sell records because let's face it all our stuff we have over 300 songs on spotify between spotify and deezer and all those musical outlets you know you're just uh, you, it's it's easy to navigate those records and it's great that the fans get a chance to hear them but it's not going to help you uh you know, get, get a cup of coffee. I think the best thing to do is uh, make records, you put them out there and then you go out and you take the show to the road. Hit the That's, road how man. That's how it all started in the old days with all the bands before you and I were born. And I think it's going back to that again. What did Clive Davis say to me a long time ago? He Chip, if it's 30 years old, it's new again. <laughs> chips
0: enough man one of a kind I, I appreciate you my man hope i see you in the buckeye state this year let's make sure that we uh, kind of talk again this summer come back on and, and talk to me this summer so we can kind of catch up again and make sure uh we we're straight on where you guys are going to be uh throughout this uh 2022 year all right I, my man
1: i i appreciate yeah. that every, every, every all your audience out there if you like beatles songs done aggressively Hard rock versions of all of great songs from 1967 up to 70. Go check out the hard rock night record by Enough Snuff. It's a fabulous record. And a quick shout out to all our military, our police, our doctors, all the nurses, surgeons, uh, the guys on the front lines that are out there helping us and keeping things moving forward for us. I wish everybody a fantastic 2022.
0: You're the best, Chip.
1: God bless you, Archie. Love you dearly, my friend. I will see you this year on tour.
0: There you have it. Chip's enough from Enough's Enough. Absolute legend. I mean, there's just... just I mean, there's not a bigger personality from that era. I'm sorry. I, I know there's some some doozies, but he's absolute one-of-a-kind, man. Love that dude. All right, all right so let's, uh, let's get into this week's Garage Days Weekly Top 10. I told you it was going to get a little... This is going to be different, but I mean, I had a couple of weeks off and, you know, you, you hang out. I was down at uh, Heartland's Garage, not Flight Pattern Bob's, you know, of course, we all know why why we're, we're not partying there right now, uh, but uh, no, man, we just, a lot of different stuff popped up. We were having some fun. We were drinking eggnog and, you know, anyway, stuff got weird. So here we go. This is the Garage Days Weekly Top 10. The way I have it marked is for January 7th of 2022. Number 10, Bye Bye Love. Nuffs enough. This is from and this is what we just talked about with Chip. The uh never enough, the rarities and demos. Check check it out, okay? And this this actually Bye Bye Love was the first song on it's the first song you'll hear. I threw it out there. There's there's a handful of songs that I really really dig. Bye Bye Love, Temporarily Disconnected, How Does It Feel? Some great tracks on there and and you'll dig them especially if you're a fan because you'd always heard that there was like all these songs that like chip and Donnie and let's face it, man, they just crap out hits. I mean, not like charting hits, but like just amazing songs for those who know they know. And to get something like this, a three disc set, 40 songs on this one. And honestly, if you, if you, you know, if you do it digital, I mean, I don't know how that all shakes down, but that's, that's like less than 10 bucks for 40 songs. I'm not even crapping you. So I'm trying to not cuss in 2022 on the show. I don't know if you guys can tell yet, but I'm doing my best. I throw a damn out. Gee, I just said like crap. I'm, I'm doing the best I can. All right. Cause my one son wants to do a podcast and I'm producing that for him. So I'm just trying to, I don't want any carryover. You know what I mean? I just don't need that. All right. I'm sorry. Number nine, better than you. L.A. Guns from the Checkered Past album, and now we know that they will be a part of Picktown Palooza. So that Thursday night, and I've been drinking blackened whiskey, so I don't want to mess up the days, but I think the Thursday night is July 14th. Hmm, Maybe I'll have to edit that out, but so that's Winger and Steelheart. Then you go two nights, then you go to Saturday night, and Saturday night's Faster Pussycat, L.A. Guns, And then Tom Kiefer, (laughs) uh, right? Are you giving me a break? Just please give me a break. Uh, Stein over there at uh, Picktown Palooza. And you know we're going to have him on. More on Picktown Palooza, maybe even towards the end of this show, because I got somebody special uh, that I'm going to have on in a couple weeks. More on that in a little bit. But Better Than You, LA Guns from Checker Pass. That record's amazing. And I talk about it enough on here, but Phil and Tracy are making some of the best music of their lives and I, I swear to God, if they decided, that at Picktown Palooza, if they said, look, we're not going to play anything off the first record, nothing off Cocked and Loaded, nothing off Vampires, wh- whatever. Uh, they said, look, we're going to play just songs off those, these last three records that, that Phil and Trace have done. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. That's how damn good these records are. Uh, Better than you, LA Guns, check it out. Check it Great record. Number eight is Moonshine. From Texas Hippie Coalition, so I, I and I kind of hinted at this at the beginning of the show that there's some there's some uh, my YouTube search is getting a little cray cray if uh, if you know what I'm saying. So Moonshine Texas Hippie Coalition, I think I talked about them at the uh, right before the end of the year. There, uh, they got a show March 12th at the King of Clubs. I cannot wait. My buddies here, the Insulators, we're, we're going to that show, and we just we're trying to take everything in when it comes to Texas, Hi- uh, Texas hippie coalition, little behind on that one. But now our searches on YouTube and everything else is just, so now we're getting all these other songs. So I guess that leads me into my, my number seven song. It's uh mud grips on everything by the Georgia boys. And that's young gunner. It's his song. All right, look, so here's the deal. <laughs> There's this whole other genre of music. And I just learned this in the last few weeks. And it's it's called Hick Hop, okay? And this hopped in, <laughs> pun intended, into our YouTube search here. Myself, Heartland, all the other guys here in the neighborhood when we when we jam on tunes in our garages. And Mud Grips on everything, these Georgia boys, and it's the coolest thing ever. It's called Hick Hop. This song's 10 years old, and it doesn't shock me that I'm 10 years behind when it comes to my Hick Hop, But (laughs) I absolutely love this stuff. It is great. And it's funny because uh, during uh, Christmas vacation, uh, my sons and I, they they dig it. So they're like, we've kind of bonded over it. And my wife hates it. (laughs) But the funny thing is, she's like, oh, my God, would you guys please quit listening to to that? And uh, I'm thinking about making it my ringtone. But the crazy thing is, I hear her. She's walking around the house. And she's like, mud grips on everything camouflage on it, she's singing it, so it's it's in her head, so look, I'm not telling you to get into hop. I'm not telling you to check out Mud Grips on Everything uh, from Young Gunner and the Georgia Boys, and by the way, that's J-A-W-J-A, <laughs> but if you want to, and you got some camouflage on, throw it on, and so then the next song, I mean, it's just this, this uh, trickle effect with everything. So we got this other song, it's called Dust in a Baggy by this cat named Billy Strings. I swear I'm going to get back into rock after this. But, so we have this search going on. This pops up, and it's this this young dude, I mean, he was a, It looked like he was a teenager, I mean, I don't know what how old Billy Strings is, but he's sitting on this couch, and he's got his buddies around him, and they're just filming it. And this is just from a few years ago. And we were watching this, we're like, holy cow, this is good, it's a... Uh, bluegrass, or as they call it, (laughs) newgrass. Yeah, I'm just learning. I'm learning as we go along here. But this cat's name is Billy Strings. This song is called Dust in a Baggy. And the one you want to watch, and you'll see it if you YouTube this, but it's got like 40 million hits on it. I mean, 40 million views. And I'm like, oh my God, this is huge. I had no, I wasn't hip to Billy Strings or Dust in a Baggy or any of this stuff, but it was really, really cool and then we're like, oh my God, look, he's almost got like 50 million views on this. And then in the last year, this kid has been on Austin City Limits. I've watched that that concert. He's been to the Grand Ole Opry. His name's Billy Strings. And the track is called Dustin and Baggy. I'm going to get to rock, I promise, after this. But I wanted to throw those three songs at you because the whole Texas Hippie Coalition has sent my youtube search into something that i didn't know but it's cool and that's the beauty of that and i dig it i dig it i dig it but check out billy strings i think you'll dig that as well number five uh joe bonamassa and drive now this is some new joe bonamassa into the countdown but this song is actually uh five six years old It's from the uh, 2016 album uh, blues of desperation this has hopped into our search this is the way it goes and it's isn't it crazy now and I was just telling somebody this the other day, you know, as you know, I'm the MTV generation, a lot of Gen Xers are. Well, that's what we are. We are the, M- the MTV generation. But like YouTube now, like bands and artists are making videos. And for us to get those videos, you have to to do stuff like that. You have to go on YouTube and, and watch this stuff or however uh, you go about and get the videos. But it's it's kind of like watching MTV now and I'm discovering music. The way I discovered music back in the '80s with MTV, so with my Joe Bonamassa love and everything that I've searched with Joe, this one popped up and uh, it's it's kind of chill, very it's on that whole Mark Knopfler, Chris Ria. I've talked about that before, but it's a real chill vibe to it. But it's called Joe Bonam. It's called Drive from Joe Bonamassa. Check that out. Number four, Pale Horse Rider, Almond Betts band. Uh, they're coming this spring. I just I can't wait for that show. That's still in my top 10. And number three, this one's, uh, I haven't had this one on here, but I recently saw uh, one of my favorite bands, South of Eden. I went to their New Year's Eve show. Now, they're a Columbus band. We've we've talked about them before. I'm just trying to maybe revisit some stuff for people who are joining us in season two. Maybe they weren't here for season one. But uh, South of Eden, Columbus band, just an amazing, an amazing group. Uh, this song is called Pin Drop, and I have it at number three. I've heard this song twice, once was at their show at the King of Clubs and then again I saw them at New Year's Eve on uh, on New Year's Eve, I should say at uh, Flanagan's in Dublin. And Pendrop is an amazing song. I don't know when we're going to get a studio version of that, but there is a break in this song towards the end if Metallica and Led Zeppelin had a baby. That would be this break. It's, you guys know how I feel about them. I just, I love South of Eden to death. Uh, the track is called Pin Drop. If you can find it, I don't even know. Like I said, I've only heard this song twice, and it's at number three. That's how good this song is. That's how good this band is. But there's a break at the end of the song that's, it's, it's like nothing I've ever heard. It's like I said, it's, if Metallica and Zeppelin were combined, it's something off. Ride the lightning or maybe even physical graffiti. Trust me. Pin drop south of Eid. Number two, Feral Roots. Rival Suns. Going to see them. Uh, Dorsey and myself, uh, we're going to go see them in Cincinnati. They're opening up for uh, Greta Van Fleet. And the more I get into Rival Suns, I'm, uh, I'm starting to understand what Gavin, <laughs> my buddy Gavin Myers, <laughs> I'm starting to see what he said. Uh, rival Suns is an amazing an amazing band. Uh, Number one for me, this is crazy. This, at the time of this recording, I record these on Wednesday nights. You know how that rolls, gang. I release them on Fridays. This song is, I don't even think it's a week old. It's not even a week old. It's brand new Tora Tora, and it's called Little Girl Blue. And it's crazy because I had Chips Enough on the show. I didn't bring it up, but I love this song. I've been listening to it constantly It has the the music part of it, and I'll be curious to see what you guys think. Go ahead and email me at Archie at QFM96.com. But it has kind of a 90s Enough's Enough vibe to it. Uh, But really, really cool. Brand new Tora Torah. And Anthony, Anthony Corder, my goodness, he appeared on the first season of Garage Days. Just sounds amazing on this. But musically, there is a definite Enough's Enough vibe in there. But uh, Little Girl Blue, it's a song about Janis Joplin, and it's just really, really cool. It's my number one song right now. That's how much I think of this song. And like I said, at the time of this recording, it's less than a week old. But uh, a really, really good song. Number one, Little Girl Blue. So there we go. Season two, episode one. It is in the books. Next week's guest. Uh, he is a Knight of the Rock table. He is the drummer for the Gypsy Kings. Kevin Young's gonna join me in the Hawk's Nest. The Gimme Five is gonna return as well. Kev Beam and myself We're going to give you our top five current rock bands, our top five favorite current rock bands. Do you wonder where South of Eden's going to be (laughs) for me? Uh, I guarantee you, Kevin and I are going to have a couple in the same vein, just because I I know how he rolls. And I just, I know we're going to have a couple uh, similar matchups there as far as new rock bands in our top five. So uh, listen, there's no season two without you. Thank you so much for the downloads. You know, actually, I think the show is still kind of riding the wave, really, uh, which was flight pattern, Bob hysteria. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a real thing. It really is. Uh, until the next episode, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out.